Today is Friday, December the 2nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we're talking grades for the 2022 football season on the official postseason report card show. I'll talk offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and I'll give my overall grade for the Gamecocks 2022 football season as well. Also, South Carolina basketball looks for a big bounce back tomorrow in the nation's capital as the Gamecocks travel to Georgetown to take on the Hoyas at Capital One Arena. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, Georgetown players watch for, and I'll give you guys my lead pipe lock of the night as well. Guys, we've got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and you can win with a 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They have got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many listeners and fans of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. Go down with the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, TGIF, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show. As always, and I hope this show is fine. You don't know where you are, what you are doing. We have got a packed show here on this Friday. The first podcast of the moment.
want to start by saying thank you to you all for a record-setting November and assisting us in a record-setting November. Uh, just under 60,000 downloads on the podcast side of things. Of course, the Daily Crow, we had more traffic and more interaction than we've ever had. And also, guys, on the merchandise side of business, I won't get into the specifics just yet, but an incredible month in the month of November. We by far shattered our record for sales in a month, in the previous month of November. So again, guys, thank you all so much. The explosion that we felt across the business. And of course, when you finish up the season the way Gamecocks football did, it is to be expected. But again, thank you all so much, man. I'm so grateful for the love, for the support, and really, really excited to close out the 2022 calendar year on a strong Note, again, we go into championship weekend this week, and of course, we will find out where the Gamecocks are going bowling on Sunday as well. So again, even though the regular season is over, there is a lot going on. And of course, guys, we got a busy one today. Now, here's how we're going to break this thing up. On today's show, of course, as you already know, we're doing our postseason report card. And then on Monday's show, I will do my postseason award show. Normally I do those together, but I thought, you know what, we've got basketball to talk about and also just a good idea to split those two up and give you guys something to look forward to as we turn into next week. So anyways, guys, without further ado, let's dive into our 2022 postseason report card for Gamecocks football. Before we dive into the postseason grades, let's look at how South Carolina football, just to remind you all how I graded the guys at the midway point, the mid-season report card, and that'll give you some context in regards to why I'm giving some, some, some of the grades, if you will, why I'm bumping up some of the grades, why I'm knocking down some. So this is how South Carolina football graded at the halfway point of the season. You might recall South Carolina was 4-2, and 1-2 and two in SEC play, coming off of the big win against Kentucky. The offense graded at a C-, defense graded at a B-, special teams at an A+, coaching at a B, and I gave the overall grade an A-. So again, I just wanted to give you guys some context so you might recall where they were. Let's see how they finished, and we'll start with South Carolina offensively, who again, I gave a C minus at the halfway point. And what's so interesting about these grades is just think about how much the grades changed over the last two weeks of the regular season, right? Like when you wait, when you finish the way this football team did and you win the last two games, when you, you beat top 10 opponents back to back and you know, you do what you did offensively, how much does it sway the grade here? Gamecocks finished up looking like this on the offensive side of the football. 31.7 points per game, 381.1 yards per game. They finished going 39% on third down conversions and ninth in the SEC in total offense. Now, I will say this. Two good games does not erase what you did in the previous 10, right? Because outside of Tennessee and Clemson, and really outside of Tennessee, right, because I, I said over the summer that if you finished averaging 30 points per game or more, it would be a massive success. But I think when you take a deeper dive and you look at how this team fared in the conference, it was a struggle all throughout the year until the final two games of the regular season. That includes games against Georgia State. Hell, even Charlotte and SC State, it wasn't exactly easy. So I think when you factor that in, yes, the final two games of the season were awesome. They were incredible. It was great to finally see I think the true potential of this offense maximized, but because of the shortcomings early on and really the struggles throughout, 
I'm going to give this offense a C-plus grade for the 2022 season. And again, yes, 31.7 points per game. But I think when you look at just how much was left out there, and I think when you look at especially when you look at the the potential of this group and how much, again, was left on the table all throughout the year, I think a C-plus is a fair grade. And as you guys all know, I'm normally, I'm normally pretty harsh with my grades. I'm normally a pretty tough grader, but I think C-plus is very fair. There were a lot of low moments There were some bright moments, and certainly there were two very, very big bright moments in the final two weeks of the regular season. But I I think a C-plus is fair for this group. And you look at the numbers, um, I think they back that up, and I think they justify that. So, again, I give the offense for the 2022 football season a C-plus overall grade. Let's move into the defense, who, again, guys, I had them at a B-minus at the halfway point. They finished up the season looking like this, allowing 27.5 points per game, 391.9 yards per game, 199.5 yards per game passing. Here's the one that really sticks out, though. 192.4 yards per game rushing. They surrendered. They gave up also 42% on third down conversions, had 20 total takeaways, 12 interceptions, and eight fumble recoveries. Only had one fumble recovery at the halfway point, so they did a much better job in regards to forcing and getting fumbles in the second half of the season. I'm going to give the defense a C overall grade, though. So they fell from a B- minus at the halfway point to a C. And really, guys, the reason is this, is just the inability to stop the run. You know, I, I thought this Gamecocks defense had some gutsy moments down the stretch for sure. They were not assisted. They were not helped out, I should say, by that South kind of offense. You especially think of a game like against Florida, right, where you're going three and out, three and out, three and out, and you're just staying on the field. But, you know, I, I just think the numbers statistically, guys, I, I think there's still a lot left to be desired there. I know some injuries happened as well, but – the inability to stop the run, and let's make it very clear, right? You did not win the final two games of the season because your defense played lights out. Yes, in the second half of that Clemson game, they played phenomenal. Um, I I thought they really bowed up, and of course, they dropped their nuts as Cam Smith made so popular. But I think a C grade is fair here, guys. Again, I I think they carried you early on. I think the offense picked it up late. You know, they were an okay group, you know, middle of the pack of the SEC, but I I I actually think you know, I I don't know. I don't want to say they were a disappointment. I think that's a bit too strong, but I think some of us expected them to take a little bit more of a stride forward than they did. And I think, again, you could even argue they took a stride backwards, right? I I think you look at and give the 192.4 yards per game on the ground surrendered is really the thing that stands out to me. So it was a mixed bag. Again, like I said, I think a C on defense is fair and a C is what I'm giving Clayton White's unit for the 2022 football season. Let's move into special teams. And guys, this one is easy, short, sweet to the point. They were an A-plus at the halfway point, and they finished the season at an A-plus. 10 for 10 on field goals was Mitch Jeter. Kai Kroger was fantastic. And you finished tied for second nationally with five blocked punts. Pete Limbo, Shane Beamer, uh, Beamer ball to the freaking moon. The role that special teams played in this season for Gamecocks football. Like if I had to, if I had to rank or if I had to give an award for the most valuable unit, offense, defense, special teams, I mean, it's got to be special teams. What they did this year, uh, playing a hand in damn near every single big victory you had. And, and that's, you know, no, no more true and no more evident than the final game of the season, right? When you, when you have the uh, the big fumble recovery early on in that game, you've got the fumble recovery late in that game. You think about Mitch Jeter's field goal kick to 
you know, pull ahead in that one. The, the role that special teams played in this football team navigating to an eight and four overall record. I mean, it cannot be talked about enough how big they were, how great of a job Pete Limbo and Shane Beamer did with that group. So again, an A plus grade for the Gamecock special teams. And I think guys with Beamer ball being here to stay, I think this is something that we're probably going to see year in year out is that special teams is going to be a strength for this South kind of football program. Let's move into coaching. And this one is really, really interesting, right? Because of the Marcus Satterfield factor. And I'll say this at the halfway point, I gave the coaching a B, right? And I cited just issues with play calling. You know, you had major trouble starting slow, and that really continued, right? You know, I thought the second half adjustments were a positive, and of course, Pete Limbo and what he did in special teams, that was a positive as well, right? So again, at the halfway point, we had it at a B. I'm going to give the coaching a B-plus for this year. And the reason it's not an A, right, of course, the reason it's imperfect is because of the fact that it took – 10 games and an embarrassment in Gainesville for there to be any sort of change on the offensive side of the football. Why it took so long, I don't know. But I will say this. Again, I give this group a B-plus because of the fact they were willing to change at some point and the resiliency. And you just don't win the final two games of the season that you did unless you have great leadership and culture within your program. And that starts with Shane Beamer, right? We all know now, obviously, it worked out as well as it could. Marcus Satterfield is in Lincoln. You now get to move on and hire a new offensive coordinator. But I do think the coaching job to hold this thing together, uh, I think it deserves a B-plus grade. I think that's fair. Yes, again, I understand the struggles on the offensive side for 95% of the season. But the job this entire staff did to pull together to not let the ship sink like we all thought it would after the game in Gainesville, kudos, job well done. And again, for that reason, I give this Gamecocks coaching staff a B-plus for the 2022 football season, which finally brings us to the overall grade. And by the way, let me make something clear about this overall grade, guys. It's not even really an average of all the grades that I list. And I understand that doesn't make sense for a lot of people. But I don't sit there and say, okay, let me average this and do the math here. Um, because those those individual pieces I, you know, I, I, I mentioned, right, with offense, defense, special teams, coaching, when you put them all together, it's not a perfect system in the sense, well, that the math, the computer spits this out, right? Because at the halfway point, you know, I mentioned I had offense C minus, defense B minus, special teams A plus, coaching B, and I gave the overall grade an A minus. And the reason was this is because the record was four and two, one and two in SEC play. You were exactly where I picked you to be. So it's like, how hard can I really come down on this football team for being where they all hope to be, even if it's not as pretty as we'd like, even if it's uglier than we would have preferred. So when you look at this Gamecocks football team in this season, eight and four overall, four and four in SEC play, which by the way is exactly what I predicted. And you finish out the season with back-to-back -back wins over top 10 teams, the first time in school history that's happened. And by the way, you finish the season ranked in the top 20 in the college football playoff rankings. For that reason, the overall grade, I'm going to give this 2022 season an A overall grade. And I told you guys, and the reason I'm doing it, I told you all over the summer, guys, I would kill for an eight and four season. And I stand by, by that. I am giddy. I am ecstatic how this season went in regards to overall record. Yes, for a, a lot of the season, it was not as much fun to watch as we would have hoped. And you look at the four losses, right? Georgia, 
blowout. Arkansas blowout early. You made a comeback late, but a double-digit loss. Mizzou, a double-digit loss. And then Florida was a blowout. So it's crazy. When you lost, you lost by double digits. But when you won, you know, how glorious it was, at least at the end. But it was also ugly at times. I will say this. The reason I don't give it an A-plus, though, the reason I don't give it an A-plus is because of what guys like Savelle Newton, J.C. Sherbert, and many, many others have talked about in regards to, you know, there's two different ways to look at it. You know, I look at it from the gratitude perspective of, thank goodness we finished four and four, you know, the positive trajectory this program is on and how sweet it feels, right? We're all still on cloud nine after beating Clem Sucks at their place. But it's hard not to stop for a moment and say, man, what could have been? You know, if the offense could have just clicked sooner or if, or if uh, certain things, certain adjustments could have been made on the offensive side sooner. Like, you know, you think about, and you think about who you lost to. You lost to a six and six Arkansas, a six and six Mizzou, and a six and six Florida. And I'm not saying it's realistic to think this team should have went 11 and one, but I, I will say I won't give it an A plus because of what you feel like you might have actually left on the table this season. But either way, an overall grade of A. You beat top 10 teams in back-to-back weeks again, first time in school history. You finish eight and four, four and four in SEC play. A fantastic season for Gamecocks football and the opportunity to win your ninth game in a bowl game. So again, one more time, go down the list. Offense, I give a C plus. Defense, I give a C. Special teams, I give an A plus. Coaching, I give a B plus. And the overall grade for this 2022 football season. My overall grade is an A. So again, guys, would love to hear from you all. How do you feel about my grades? How would you grade this season? And again, would love to hear your thoughts and interact with you guys. Like I said, guys, our postseason award show will take place on Monday's podcast. So again, stay tuned for that. We're going to hand out awards for anything and everything you can think of, basically. Going to be a lot of fun. So again, be sure to check that out on the Monday podcast. Show That being said, we're going to move off the gridiron and on to the hardwood as South Carolina men's basketball heads to the nation's capital to take on Georgetown. Before we do, guys, of course, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together share conversations and become friends so if you're into cigars you're on hilton head island you really do need to go by and visit them they offer same day shipping nationwide free delivery island wide for weddings and all special occasions they're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around hilton head island and they have special events throughout the year as well they want to talk to you they want to engage they want to share with you their cigar selection that they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge when you're in the low country there's only one place for cigars and guys there's only one place i get my cigars That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show Sent you. All right, South Carolina at three and four, taking on the Georgetown Hoyas, who sit four and four on this season in Washington, D.C. at Capital One Arena. Tip-off set for tomorrow at noon on FS1. 
one. Again, guys, Georgetown 4-4. Four and four. Their head coach is Patrick Ewing. These two teams, you might recall, met last year at the CLA. When you look at the Hoyas, averaging 75.4 points per game, allowing 73.9 points per game, and shooting 46% from the floor. So, again, they are building their program under the legendary Ewing, and they will look to get a big non-conference win on their home floor. Tomorrow, when you look at the top storylines, guys, is this a bounce back for G.G. Jackson? Obviously, a rough one for him against George Washington. South Carolina, this team needs him to play big. Because you, because you look right now, this team is him and Chico Carter Jr. And outside of that, you know, the, the announcers, I thought, made a great point uh, at the halftime mark or at halftime on Wednesday. I thought they made a great point that if you stop one of those two guys, even just one you're going to beat South Carolina. So the Gamecocks need their two best players playing their best basketball night in, night out. Uh, guys, the next two storylines, and I'm going to just call it for what it is. Obviously, call a spade a spade. That's why you guys listen to this show. Uh, my first point is, will South Carolina fans be able to exert patience, right? Because as we all know at this point, this is not going to be an easy season, right? It, it, it's just not. Um, Lamont Paris in year one, I, I don't think anyone – is going to come down on him unfairly, but I just wonder how patient is this fan base going to be. And also, selfishly, guys, my final storyline is this, is just what does content around USC men's basketball look like moving forward? And I want to give you guys very realistic expectations. I am going to continue to talk basketball and at least acknowledge that the games are going on and give you guys somewhat of a game preview. However, what I'm not going to do is force-feed basketball content down the throats of Gamecock Nation when I know that most of you do not want it. Because, again, my number one job and my number one goal is to be entertaining, right? My loyalty is to my audience in regards to content and making sure that we are putting out the highest quality content possible. If this season continues the way that it looks like, it's probably going to. I mean, guys, this is probably a basketball team that there was a reason they were picked to finish dead last in the SEC. And you hope and you pray that at some point, things click for this group, and maybe we see a couple of sparks, we see a couple of upsets, we see this team finish off better than maybe some of us expect. But if this season goes the way it looks like it might, uh, yours truly might start to get a little bit more creative in regards to content. If we got to talk more recruiting, if we want to talk more women's basketball, what have you, because, and I don't want to be that person, guys, I've always prided myself on being well-rounded because I knew if I was going to build a business around talking about one individual team, I couldn't just talk about one sport. And also I don't want to do that because I'm a huge baseball guy, right? I, I love talking baseball and I'm not just going to talk two of the three big sports, or I'm not just going to pick and choose which sports I talk about and be a fair weather fan. However, again, like I said, with the way that this season is going, I'm just going to be transparent and keep it a buck with you guys. I'm not going to continue to do crazy in-depth previews and breakdowns. And, you know, when South Carolina is just fighting to stay out of being considered maybe the worst team in all of college basketball. So I just wanted to set realistic expectations. I mean, again, I'm going to continue to watch. I'm going to continue to follow along. I'm going to continue to discuss about it. But it just in case you guys are wondering – why maybe some of the game previews are a little bit shorter. It's a little bit more condensed. It's not quite as in-depth as last year. I I'm just not going to continue to beat people over the head with it. When people, I you know, I feel like a lot of you are like, Chris, I mean, I've had a lot of people reach out and say, Chris, honestly, I cut off the podcast on Wednesday when you're talking basketball because it's football season. You and I mean, that's even if South Carolina's good at basketball, a lot of people feel that way. When they're not good, as we've talked before, guys, Football is king at the University of South Carolina. When it comes to baseball and basketball, if you don't have a product, 
you're going to have a really tough time getting anyone to give a damn. So, and that's just the reality. Either way, I just wanted to set realistic expectations moving forward. I will continue to talk about the game. Post-game reactions will continue to come to you and hit you, but uh, just wanted to set realistic expectations moving forward throughout this season. All right, let's talk Georgetown players to watch for, and we'll start with Primo Spears, 16.4 points per game. Really great player for them and their leader in regards to points. You didn't look at Brandon Murray. 15.8 points per game and a 41% three-point shooter. And then finally, Jay Heath, 12.8 points per game and a 50% three-point shooter. They shoot really well from beyond the arc, so that'll be a challenge for the Gamecocks for sure. Which brings us into our lead pipe lock of the night. How will South Carolina fare against the Georgetown Hoyas as they look for a big, big, big bounce back victory and of course guys our lead pipe lock of the night bright brought to you by our friends over at a1 air quality consultants guys a1 air quality consultants given corporate services for working man prices they have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry they use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results and they perform the following services mold testing air and surface allergen testing air for things like pollen dust etc asbestos testing and building materials asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing surface and water. For more information, give them a call today, guys, at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1 Air Quality 1 or on Instagram at A1 Air Quality Consultants. For any other questions, head to their website at A1AirQualityConsultants.com. That's A1AirQualityConsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And what can we expect, really, guys, from this Gamecocks basketball team? You know, I, I picked George Washington the other night to get the W, and uh, the the Colonials open as two-and-a-half-point favorites. I picked a 10-point loss, and we all understand that it's year one. We, we all understand that it's a rebuild. I don't think anybody – and I hate to sound like a broken record, right, guys, over and over and over again. But the reality is this. If you're going to critique this team and not be in a, a broken record and not give the excuse of it's a rebuild, it's year one, the reality is bleak. I mean, this is a bad basketball team. This is a porous basketball team. This is a horrific team offensively, right? Because outside of Gigi Jackson and Chico Carter, you don't have anybody that's really proven at all. I mean, this is a bunch of dudes. I don't know if they'd, they'd average double digits per night at the Strom. Like outside, it's just Gigi Jackson – and a bunch of guys, right? So, and I don't say that to be disrespectful, but it's just the reality of where this roster is. That being said, Patrick Ewing, I think, doing a good job at Georgetown building up their program. They are a little bit loose on the defensive side. I think your offense should be able to get something going, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I'm picking another double-digit loss, guys, and I'll be honest with you, after losing to George Washington, it's just really hard to have any faith and belief that this team on the road is going to turn it around. Lock me in. My lead pipe lock of the night. Give me Georgetown. 78, South Carolina, 68. Uh, again, I, I just, it's hard to imagine this team after like a, what was it, like a 20-point loss or whatever, and, and Lamont Paris after the game saying, we got a bunch of guys who don't know how to compete. And, you know, he was very honest. He was very, very brutally honest in regards to the state of his basketball program. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think things are tough right now. And it's year one. It's a rebuild. And uh, you just got to be patient. I mean, Gamecock fans just got to be patient and, you know, we'll see if uh, you know if we can all do that, but it's it's a uh, tough sled in the head for sure. So again, lock me in. Hoya seventy eight, South Carolina sixty eight. Again, we appreciate our friends over at A one Air Quality Consultants 
for sponsoring our lead pipe lock of the night or lead pipe lock of the weekend, if you will. So again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Again, keep it up. Uh, We've got one final month here in this calendar year of 2022 and what a year it has been. We've got some really fun content upcoming during the Christmas season and as we approach the new year as well. But again, would love to hear your thoughts on the game tomorrow, the grades that we gave out for Gamecocks football, and also the award show on Monday. If you got any thoughts on that, anybody you think should be named the MVP or what have you, let me know. Uh, shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet, whatever it might be. Would love to hear from you all. But again, guys, hey, thank you all so much again for yet another successful week. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend. Go Cox, beat Georgetown, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Monday.